Al-Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo. Presented by Sheikh Muhammad Duar. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala Rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man ihtada bihuda amma ba'd. My dearly respected brothers and sisters, we continue tonight with the explanation of Al-Ha'iyya for the great Imam Abu Bakr ibn Abi Dawood al-Sijistani rahimahullah, the great Imam, the son of the great Imam, the scholar of Hadith, the famous Abu Bakr, uh, Abu Dawood rahimahullah, the famous uh, compiler of Sunan Abi Dawood. So the author of this book is the son of the author of Sunan Abi Dawood rahimahumullah. We continue tonight with the discussion regarding the Murji'ah after speaking about the deviant sect known as the Khawarij the Imam rahimahullah then began speaking about the Murji'ah and many times the Khawarij and the Murji'ah are mentioned together does anyone know why? why would the Khawarij and the Murji'ah be mentioned together? Ahsant, excellent. Because they're complete opposites of each other and they are both extreme in their own way. They are both extreme in their own way. The Khawarij are extreme in their beliefs and their uh, harshness and the Murjia are extreme in their leniency. Now, So the Sheikh, he mentions a few points in refutation of the Murji'a. And the Murji'a, to sum up their belief, they are a deviant sect regarding Iman. We said Iman, according to Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, is made up of three things. Belief in the heart, sayings of the tongue, actions of the limbs. This is with Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Iman is all of those things. It's what you believe in your heart, it's what you say on your tongue, and it's the actions of your body. The Murji'a, they said, no. Iman is either only belief in the heart, or it could be statements of the tongue and belief in the heart. But all the Murji'a agree, actions are not from Iman. They do not consider actions to be from Iman. So some of the Murji'a, they say, as long as... You have belief in your heart, even if you don't utter it, even if you don't act upon it with your body, then you're a complete believer. And the Sheikh refutes this point by saying if that was the case, if it was the case that Iman is only belief in the heart, then that would mean Fir'aun was a believer. Because in the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions what Musa alayhi salam said to Fir'aun. Allah azza wa jal says, قَالَ لَقَدْ عَلِمْتَ مَا أَنزَلَ هَؤُلَاءِ إِلَّا رَبُّ السَّمَوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ بَصَائِرًا Allah azza wa jal says that Musa alayhi salam said, Verily, you, meaning Fir'aun, you know that these signs have being sent down by none except the Lord of the heavens and the earth. 
If Fir'aun knew that, then according to the definition of the murji'ah, he's a believer. So you can see the falsehood in their belief that iman is only belief in the heart. Even the mushrikun of Quraysh, they knew that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi was the true messenger of Allah. Quraysh, they knew that. But what caused them to reject the Prophet It was their pride and their arrogance. So if knowing Allah was enough, then Quraysh would be believers. But they weren't. Allah sent the Prophet to give them da'wah and to fight them and so forth. So the definition of iman according to the murjia is incorrect. Because actions are a pillar of Iman. Actions are a pillar of Iman. So Quraysh, they did not deny the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. However, it was denial out of arrogance and pride. And ta'asub, fanatism to falsehood which motivated them to oppose him. They were too fanatic on the way of their forefathers. They became blind. When the truth came to them, they rejected it. And they knew it's the truth. But to them, if they accepted it, then they would be saying, our fathers are on falsehood. Yani our fathers that died, they died as disbelievers. Quraysh couldn't accept that. No way. We will acknowledge our fathers died on kufr. We would rather reject the truth that we know is the truth than to admit our fathers died on kufr. That's their pride and their arrogance. And the best example for that is the uncle of the Prophet wasallam, Abu Talib. Abu Talib, he rejected the truth even though he knew Rasulullah was upon the truth. And he himself said, Indeed, I know that the religion of Muhammad is the best of mankind's religion to take as a way. That's Abu Talib's words. He said, I know that his deen is the greatest deen. So when he did not follow him, and chose to die upon the religion of Abdul Muttalib, his father, which is the religion of shirk, idol worship, he became from the people of fire. Even though he recognized that Muhammad wasallam's religion is the haq. This is another refutation against the murji'a. It's not enough to believe that Islam is the truth, to be a believer. No. You have to submit. And you have to follow, and you have to act. That's why iman is all of those things. It is not only believing in your heart or acknowledging in your heart. And these are from the greatest refutations against the murji'ah. And Abu Talib also said, Have it not been that I feed my people would abuse and insult me, I would have openly declared my acceptance of Islam. Look at that. What stopped him? His fear of his people, Abu Talib. He didn't want his people to look down upon him 
or to abuse him. He was scared of the people from accepting the truth. If it wasn't for that, he said, I would have accepted Islam openly. But he didn't. And that shows believing in the heart alone is not enough. So nothing prevented Abu Talib from following Rasulullah except for his devotion to his forefathers' religion. So this devotion of his prevented him from accepting the deen. And refuge is sought with Allah Azza wa Jal. That's a fitna. When the truth is put forward to you and you know it's the truth, but you have a barrier blocking you from accepting the truth. And that's a huge lesson for us even as Muslims. That when the truth comes to you, you must accept the truth no matter what. So what was the outcome of Abu Talib? Even though he believed in Muhammad Sallallahu being the haqq, he died as a kafir. He died as a disbeliever while recognizing that Muhammad Sallallahu was upon the truth and he even believed it inwardly. So this is a refutation against the murji'ah. If Iman was in the heart, Abu Talib would be a believer. Yeah? But Iman is not only in the heart. It's to utter it and it's to act upon it. And Iman is not just a statement of the tongue without belief in the heart. There's another sect known as the Karamiya. The Karamiya have one of the strangest definitions of Iman. They say Iman is just to say it on your tongue even if you don't believe it in your heart. How can this be Iman? According to that definition, if Iman was just to speak and no action, no belief in the heart, then that means every hypocrite, every munafiq is a believer. Because the hypocrites, my brothers and sisters, we're talking about the major hypocrites. What's a major hypocrite? A major hypocrite is someone who pretends to be a Muslim, but in his heart he's a disbeliever. Whether he does it to try to harm Islam, or he does it out of fear of the Muslims, that he pretends to be a Muslim, but really he's not. These are the hypocrites that Allah addressed in the Qur'an. Because in Medina, when Rasulullah went to Medina, there were hypocrites. Meaning, people that weren't Muslim, they were not Muslim, but they pretended to be Muslim. They're the munafiqeen that Allah speaks about in the Qur'an. So the Karamiya, they said, Iman is just utterance of the tongue. You don't require belief in the heart or actions. So if that's the case, these hypocrites, the munafiqeen, who used to speak Islam, were believers. Even though they were disbelievers in their heart. So how can this be the definition of Iman? So you can see from the Murji'ah's definition and the Karamiya's definition, the falsehood. And the correct, true path 
is the ideology of Ahlus Sunnah wal Jama'ah. That Iman is three things. Belief in the heart, sayings of the tongue, and actions of the limbs. And when Allah speaks about the munafiqeen, He says, وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَقُولُ آمَنَّ بِاللَّهِ وَبِالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَمَا هُمْ بِمُؤْمِنِينَ Look, Allah says, and from the people, meaning the hypocrites, are those who say we believe in Allah and the last day, but they are not believers. They say, we believe in Allah. Look, speech. And still Allah says they're not believers. Because they're hypocrites. They're hiding their kufr in their hearts. So it's important to know the difference between the correct definition of iman and the false definition. And the murji'ah and their likes are no doubt upon falsehood. And regarding them also, Allah Azza wa Jal says, يَقُولُونَ بِأَفْوَاهِهِمْ مَا لَيْسَ فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ They say with their tongues what is not in their hearts. So you find the major hypocrite, he might even pray with the Muslims, he'll say, لا إله إلا الله, he'll dress like a Muslim, speak like a Muslim, act like a Muslim, but in his heart, he's a disbeliever, he doesn't believe in Islam. How can that person be a believer? Can't. The Sheikh says, so merely stating with the tongue is not enough. It's not enough just to say La ilaha illallah when in your heart you do not acknowledge it. And regarding the hypocrites, Allah Azza wa Jal also said in the translation of the verse, when the hypocrites come to you, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and they say, we bear witness that you are indeed the messenger of Allah. Look, Allah is telling the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when the hypocrites come to you and they say to your face, that we testify you are the messenger of Allah and Allah Azza wa Jal knows that you are indeed his messenger meaning the hypocrite's words means nothing Allah already knows you're the messenger of Allah and Allah bears witness that the hypocrites are indeed liars look Allah is telling the Prophet when the munafiqeen say to you you are Rasulullah Allah knows that they're lying because they don't believe it in their hearts. And Allah continues in the verse, and at the end He says, that is because they believed, then disbelieved. They believed meaning with their tongues, and then disbelieved meaning in their hearts. And that's what a major hypocrite is. The one who's a kafir in his heart, but on the apparent he pretends to be a Muslim. So, iman on the tongue is not enough. It must have the three pillars. And even if a person recognizes it as the truth and fights alongside the Muslims and he prays and he fasts Ramadan, this is all not sufficient until he believes in his heart. So even if the person does all the actions of Islam, but he does not believe in his heart in Islam, it's not enough. He's still a disbeliever. Likewise, Iman is not like what the fuqaha 
from the Murji'a Sai, which is a sect of the Murji'a, they said that Iman is statement of the tongue and belief in the heart. So this sect of the Murji'a, huh, they went a little bit further. They missed out on one pillar. They said Iman is statements of the tongue and actions of and belief in the heart. But they did not say actions of the limbs is part of Iman. That's the difference between them and Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. And had that been the case, if Iman was only belief in the heart and statements of the tongue, yani if actions are not from Iman, then Allah's commandments will have no purpose. Why would Allah tell us to pray, fast, do hajj, fight jihad, enjoy the good, forbid the evil? What's the purpose of all of that if that is not part of Iman? It will be useless. So this is a dalil that actions is without a doubt part of Iman. The Sheikh says, it would be enough for a person to just believe in his heart and state it with his tongue while not having to pray or fast. No doubt this is a false methodology. It negates all actions. Allah Azza wa Jal connected amal actions to iman in many verses. Almost every verse, if not every verse, where Allah says, Alladina amanu, he follows it up with, salihat. Those who believe and perform righteous deeds. So Allah Azza wa Jal always connected iman with action. And that shows that actions is from iman. He did not say those who believed only, or those who do righteous deeds only. Rather, it must be both. Actions are not enough without Iman in the heart And Iman in the heart is not enough without actions This is our Aqeedah It's nice and simple Okay If someone was to ask What's your proof That Iman consists of all three Belief in the heart Statement of the tongue And actions of the limb We have the Hadith in Bukhari Look at this hadith The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said Iman Is 70 odd branches Iman Is made up of 70 odd branches He said the highest The highest level Of those branches Is the word La ilaha illallah And the lowest Of the branches is removing something harmful from the pathway of the people. Piece of glass, rubbish, whatever it is, to remove that from the path, that's from the lowest form of Iman. He then said, and shyness, al-haya, is one of the branches of Iman. Look what the Prophet ﷺ mentioned to be Iman, three things. The first one he said, the highest is La ilaha illallah. That's a saying of the tongue. The lowest is removing something harmful. That's an action of the limbs. And shyness is a branch of iman. Where does shyness come from? The heart. Tongue, action, heart. All in the one hadith. All of that is iman. 
So this is from the proof that Iman is made up of the three things. And that's how you know the methodology of Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah is always haq. Because it is always backed up with proof from the kitab and the sunnah. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying la ilaha illallah, that's the statement as the Shaykh mentions. And the shyness is in the heart and the removal of something from the pathway is an action of the limbs. And Allah Azza wa Jal, He made the salah and the obligatory charity a part of Iman. And there are many actions in the Quran that Allah calls Iman. Yeah? There are many actions in the Quran which Allah Azza wa Jal refers to them as Iman. For example, when Allah Azza wa Jal ordered for the Qibla direction to be changed, we know the Muslims initially, when they used to pray, they used to face Bayt al-Maqdis in Palestine, Al-Aqsa. That was the first Qibla. Then Allah Azza wa Jal, He sent down the revelation and He told them to face Mecca. So the Qibla became Mecca. When that happened, the Sahaba, from how much they loved their Iman, they got worried. So they asked the Prophet wasallam. they said, Ya Rasulullah, now that the Qibla is Mecca, does that mean our prayers towards Al-Aqsa were all invalid? So then Allah revealed the verse where he said, Allah will not allow your iman to be lost. So what did Allah call the salah? Iman. That shows actions are part of iman. Because salah is an action. And Allah called the iman in the Quran. So the, the proofs and the evidence for this, my brothers and sisters, are many. And it is also from our aqidah, the creed of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, that iman goes up and down. We touched up on this. And there are many proofs because the murji'ah and even the khawarij, they believe iman doesn't go up and down. You either have it completely or you don't have it at all. But Ahl Sunnah believes iman goes up and down, and some people have more iman than others. The more actions, the more belief, the more statements, the higher the iman, the less, the lower. Okay? What are some of the proofs that iman goes up and down? The Prophet ﷺ in one of the ahadith, he said, Whoever from among you sees an evil, let him change it with his hand. If he can't, then with his tongue. If he can't, then with his heart. And that is the weakest of iman. That statement, the weakest of Iman, shows what? Iman can get weak. And Iman can get strong. That shows Iman is not the same level. Iman goes up and Iman goes down. And there's many a hadith where the Prophet ﷺ said on the Day of Judgment, Allah Azza wa Jal will remove from the hellfire Anyone who had a mustard seed of Iman in his heart. That means what? A low, small amount of Iman. That shows Iman can decrease and Iman can
can increase. And Allah Azza wa Jal in the Quran said, هُمْ لِلْكُفْرِ يَوْمَئِذٍ أَقْرَبُ مِنْهُمْ لِلْإِيمَانِ They were on that day closer to kufr than iman. Closer to kufr than iman. That shows iman can get so low that a person becomes close to kufr. وَالْعِيَاذُ بِاللَّهِ And that's why you have to protect your iman, my brothers and sisters. Our wealth, we put it in banks, we put it in safe. We, the, the affairs of the dunya, whether it's uh, the wife's jewelry or whatever else, very protective over it. Your iman is the most valuable thing in your life. You have to protect that more than everything. Because it can get so weak where it can get close to kufr. Or wal-iyadu billah even fall into kufr. But your iman, you must protect it. And everyone's iman goes up and down. This is everyone. But the mu'min, when he feels his iman is low, he doesn't just leave it there. He picks it up straight away. And how do you lift your iman? Through righteous deeds. Righteous deeds, yarhamukallah. Righteous actions makes your iman go up. Some people say, how can I lift up my iman? Do more salah. More voluntary prayers, fast, sunnah days, give extra charity. Iman goes up with good deeds. The more good amal you do, the higher your iman goes. And how does iman go down? From sins. When people feel their iman is in a slump, it's usually because they're disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But that's the solution. It's very simple. Lift your iman with good deeds. And Iman goes down because of sins. And the Prophet said, The strong believer is more beloved to Allah than the weak believer, even though there is good in both of them. He a strong believer, it means strong in Iman, and it can even mean strong in body. Yeah? The strong believer is more beloved to Allah than the weak believer. That shows a believer can be strong and a believer can be weak in Iman. These are all a number of proofs that shows that Iman fluctuates. It goes up and it goes down. Inshallah, we will continue with the next chapter of this book in our next lesson. Wallahu a'lam wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barak ala nabina Muhammad this program was presented by Al Bayan Radio, the voice of Ahlus Sunnah wal Jama'ah.